0: the Hard Eagles podcast on the sports Gambling podcast network is presented by win bet, sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right. $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick sports slash BTV. That's sports slash B T V. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R Edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at dot slash sgp. That's aceperhead.com slash sgp. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Robbie and Justin. And the wait is over. It seemed like forever because uh, we were we were a a ship without a sail. We didn't have a coach, and now Nick Sirianni has been hired as the Eagles' new head coach, coming in bringing 12 years of NFL coaching experience did some uh, QB and, and receiver coaching at, at the chargers and the Colts, and then uh, became an OC three years as the Colts. OC. how though, although never called plays. 39 years old, also wears a virus. There seems to fit the mold of other Eagles hires in the, uh, in the vein of Doug P and Andy Reed, kind of a guy at coming out of nowhere, didn't get a lot of hype. Uh, Andy Reed didn't interview with a lot of other teams and Sirianni had one interview with one team, nailed the interview. And now he's the new Eagles head coach. I'm holding my breath. I'm cautiously optimistic. Is it a step up from Doug? We're about to find that out. It, it's hard to get too upset about it because I, I I liked what I saw about the Colts offense so far from you know, people putting out stories. It seems to be uh, a, a decent hire. Justin, what was your reaction when uh, you heard the news that we had hired Nick Sirianni to be our head coach?
1: I mean, to be honest with you, uh, originally my first reaction was who like, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I know I tweeted uh, out. Uh, I love the Nick Sirianni hired immediately Googling who Nick Sirianni <laughs> is and, and yeah, it was like kind of late news. It, it seemed like at the end there it was McDaniel Sirianni or deuce. And yeah, I mean, do you think of those three guys, is he the guy you would have taken?
1: Um, from everything I'm hearing, it seems like he was the logical choice out of those three. I mean, we've had deuce for quite a while. We've gone over him in the past. Um, and he didn't seem like the guy who we could necessarily build a team around. Um, I don't know if he could take over that head coaching spot. And then if you look at McDaniels, um, that's actually my original thought was just, Hey, he's not McDaniels. I (laughs) I was happy about that. Um, just couldn't be happier. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to give McDaniel's a shot. Yeah, maybe you could have done a little bit with Carson, but you know, uh, Belichick disciples other than Flores haven't done so well. And you know, he kind of screwed us over with the whole oh, Frank Reich yeah. going to Indy after he did go that, there. That, so I that, wasn't and, touching that. And, and not only did that screw us, but that just seems like a, a really
0: bad sign for a coach, a guy who agrees to to coach a team, an NFL team, and then backs out at the last second. that's just—I uh, don't know—it just feels kind of comes off slimy. Agree, agree. Rob, what was your uh, what was your take on the Sirianni hire when you heard the news?
2: Well, I like I like that he's an offensive guy. Um, I think I've read every article that's out there on him, and I'm <laughs> still no closer to really knowing who he is. Um, but look, to me, this screams as a move uh, that you know Jeff Lurie and and Howie just they want to resurrect Carson. This is a move to appease Carson. It clearly to me indicates they're committed to him going forward. And they looked in the past and clearly Carson's best success was with Frank Reich. We clearly can't get Frank Reich because he is head coach of the Colts, <laughs> So let's take the next best thing and hire his offensive coordinator. And that's not meant to be a knock on Sariani. He may be a fantastic coach. Everything I read suggests he's bright. He adapts. Um, he's a good game planner, from what I've read, and you know I like the sound of all that. I, I'm just with you guys. I don't know a ton about him. Um, I just really hope two things: one, um, I don't want a coach that's just going to cater to Wentz. I want a coach that's going to coach Wentz hard. He needs yeah. some tough
0: love at this. Well, point. and 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 supposedly that's his his take is that a he knows how to coach the other coaches, which Doug Peterson wasn't good at. He wasn't, he wasn't good at keeping a staff or I, I don't know. It just seems like the, once he lost Reich, he lost, he lost any sort of support system and couldn't get the right guys. And part of it was maybe the, the Howie and Laurie meddling, but I, I don't think Doug did a good job of coaching the coaches. And he seemed a little too soft. According to reports, Sirianni, not afraid to bring an edge when needed. So that was a huge. A uh, huge sign of relief, but w- any any red flags, Robbie, with the hire? It seemed like
2: well, I mean, obviously the obvious red flag is he's never actually called plays. So yeah, uh, you know, I know they say that he has a lot of input into the plays that Frank Reich does call, but you know, certainly a coach that's never called plays, you don't know what you're getting. Is he going to call plays here? I mean, I assume he's going to want to, but maybe not. Um, you know, I I did like a couple of things I was reading about him that, you know, he thinks his offense needs to adapt to the personnel that you have. And he's all about getting the guys, getting the offensive playmakers, the ball in space on the move, which I think was a big, big problem in Doug's office. It seemed like every time we were getting the ball to our playmakers, they were not on the move. They were coming back to the ball or just something where they couldn't make plays. So to me, that was a big advantage. Interestingly, there's a video out there, I think on YouTube or somewhere, where he's doing a film session. Yeah, and he breaks down like three plays, I think. And the funny thing is, two of those three plays are actually Eagles' <laughs> offensive plays uh, from when Frank from, Reich From was the Super Bowl, yeah. I think I
0: think one of the I saw that video, and one was of the uh, of the Ertz touchdown. And uh, supposedly, I heard a nugget that his offense they expected it to look as, as kind of like a hybrid between Frank Reich. And what you're seeing out of Brian Dable in in Buffalo because I guess he has some ties to Dable way back in the day when they were both on the San Diego staff. Justin, are you with Rob on this idea that them, uh, you know, them bringing in Sirianni is it a move to appease Wentz or is it a move to save Wentz? I I I feel like I think it's both for the record. Justin, oh, where are you
1: at with that, that? Was part of my concern is the the second I heard his name, you know, saw where he was coming from, it, it was obvious to me that Lori and Howie were all in with Carson still, which was a little uh, discerning to me. Um, they didn't want to wait for Dable, right? They didn't want to give him the two day interview. Apparently, <laughs> uh, whatever <laughs> they've been doing lately. But um, what do you? And, oh, and just quick <laughs> sidebar.
0: Doesn't this yeah. sound like just waterboarding like in a two-day interview? <laughs> what the fuck do you talk about in an interview for 9 hours? I mean, really. Does 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 Jeffrey Lurie know that much about football that you can talk for Now I mean, a two-day interview, that's like 15 hours of talking to the same people. It's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm going to work on Carson Wentz's uh, footwork, accuracy. I'm going to have him do some drills." Uh, probably run a little less twelve personnel. I don't know about Zach Ertz being there. Uh, yeah. So what else do you guys want to know for the next fifteen hours? I, I, I mean, I, I guess <laughs> though, on the
2: flip side, if he was able to keep them impressed for fifteen hours, maybe there's something there.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, I did. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, uh, Justin. What?
1: Where are you at with the the? You're saying? Oh, you uh, think- no worries. Um, I was just saying. Um, it it just um reestablish the fact that, you know, car still has quite a bit of pool in there. At least they have a little bit too much faith in him. As far as I'm concerned, uh, they went down. Uh, you could consider it an Andy coaching tree, right? Cause he was with the chiefs who went to chargers and then Colts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And we've well, been it's like,
0: bit, you know, he's coming from Frank Reich. Who's kind of Doug P so it's, yeah. it's very incestuous. Well, we've been
1: a little incestuous. Yeah, exactly. So it, I'd like them to have gone a little bit more outside of, you know, that line of thinking, but I I see what they're doing. Um, The other concern I have because they're staying so close within the tree is they feel comfortable with him, which I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. It seems like they might be thinking, okay, this is a guy who's young. We can work with him. We can get in his ear from time to time. Keep the same thing going that we had with Doug um, and see if, you know, exactly the whole control thing, which is a little concerning to me, but we'll see. Yeah. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, he's uh, all the traits and all the things I'm hearing about him are great though. I mean, players have stood up, said he's the kind of guy you want to work with, uh, but he's a hard coach, hard nose. So I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. I, I think
2: one of the interesting things as to the control and you I, look, I think it's a concern, but I think we got to give him the benefit of the doubt coming in that, that he's going to be his own man. And he's going to coach the team as he said, I agree with that. But I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of staff gets put around him. Yeah, and specifically, is mm-hmm. it going to be a staff that is handed to him by Howie, which is largely what Doug's staff was, quite honestly. And I'm uh, honestly, yeah. Howie didn't do a terrible job with No,
0: that. and if he, you if you recall, um, I know I know you uh, you hate him, uh, Robbie, but Jim Schwartz was actually <laughs> hired before I, I, Doug Peterson. That was a weird. I weird am movie. aware,
2: um, but you know, and I think I've heard, and, you know, I don't know this independently, but one of the things was Doug had not been an NFL coach that long. So he didn't have a lot of those relationships to assemble his own staff is at least what's been out there. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it'll be interesting to see if this guy comes, brings any people with him. I know there's already talk about uh, a defensive coordinator coming over with him. I forget the gentleman's name, Sean, you probably know it. Um, The Colts, DC. Yeah. Or not the DC, but I think like the DB coach or something from the Colts, if I remember right. Um, But I think it would probably be smart to pair him with a, a, at least one senior coach, kind of like they did with Frank Reich and Doug, um, you know, as an offensive coordinator, maybe like a Jim Caldwell or uh, something like that to just give him that person with a little more
0: experience around him. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's going to be huge. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the bills QB coach. I know the, uh, the chargers, their offensive coordinator under Lynn, or maybe even there, um, maybe Anthony himself,
2: quite honestly too. Yeah. yeah and
0: sure. I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about Lynn. I, I he's so bad with like the in-game management stuff, but I, I think he seems like a, I don't know, just from watching him on hard knocks and even what he did, whatever his involvement was in, jo- in Justin Herbert. Justin mean, Herbert. You know he looked yeah. good in college. but clearly, i I think they they did a great job on him, especially with no camp or whatever. I actually think he would be a great offensive coordinator
2: higher. I know he didn't have the greatest tenure as a coach, but there's some guys that, you know, being the top dog coaching, it just it it doesn't work out, but they're still great coordinators. so I, I would be fine with Lynn quite honestly as well,
0: yeah. I mean, especially yeah. if he's not if Sirianni's calling plays and Lynn's just kind of the organizer and, and uh, you know, kind of the players coach coaching these guys up. Maybe that's, maybe that's the uh, the game flow we need. It, it's interesting. I was doing a little research on Lurie's hires, and you got Ray Rhodes, who was 16, 15 and one, coach of the year, had a playoff appearance, very short run. Then he hired Andy Reid, two twenty one one thirty one and one. Obviously, the NFC championships, the one Super Bowl appearance. Even Chip Kelly, twenty six and twenty one, another coach of the year he won uh, a division champ and then Peterson 42, 37 and one, and obviously won the super bowl. It's interesting to see that Jeffrey Lurie in his tenure as owner has never had a losing head coach as much grief as he gets during this process, Justin, are you trusting the Sirianni based off Lurie's history? Or do you think he's kind of revealed his hand a little bit as a meddler and, and are, are less optimism for the Sirianni hire?
1: I mean, I'm optimistic. I got no, no reason not to until uh, that's proved wrong. In my opinion. Um, Yeah. Laurie has a decent track record hiring head coaches and I'll, I'll put my faith behind that. Uh, It still doesn't change my opinion that he might meddle a little bit too much with things, but I think the good part about that is he's seen what that can do recently with the whole Doug situation. And, you know, you can only push so many buttons with a coach, especially a super bowl winning coach. Um, So maybe he, he realizes he's got to back off a little bit, same with Howie as well. I don't know if Howie would ever back off, but maybe Lori <laughs> can get enough in his ear and it's not say, going hey, we'll send back you. in that locker, Justin. Yeah. We'll send you <laughs> to the other side of the stadium again. If uh, <laughs> if you keep meddling too much, who knows? Um, but yeah, I have, you gotta have faith in him at this point. And like we pointed out, he's, we're hearing good things about him uh, to start, which is uh pretty nice considering if we had gone with a guy like the enemy, I'm not sure if that would have happened. So Yeah, I mean,
0: Bienemy's an interesting case too because, uh, yeah, he he seems to have the player support, but then he—he really the media those off the field issues, yeah, yeah. They kind of no one brings that up. The assaults, the DUI, he was involved in like covering up, uh, possibly covering up some sexual assault at the University of Colorado. Like, there are some red flags in Bienemy's past, but again, he's tied to that Andy Reid. I think they just didn't want anything to do with a direct Andy Reed disciple again. Uh, and, and maybe I think they may have got felt like they got burned a little bit with Doug P based off uh, Andy Reed's recommendation. Maybe there was a situation where Andy Reed was kind of wanting uh, Doug Peterson out of, <laughs> out of Kansas city. You can Google it and uh, do your own research on that. And maybe he sold uh, the Eagles, a bill of goods. And when they, when they got here, it was like, uh, this guy isn't as smart as you said, Andy. So maybe they're a little suspicious of the uh, Andy Reed coaching endorsement Robbie there. Uh, you know, it seems like all the coaches have been hired with the exception of the Texans. Is there any coach out there uh, that you wish the Eagles would have had over Sirianni Arthur Smith seems to be kind of the consensus best hire, but I, I don't know. It, it's a weird year for coaching. I, I'm having trouble finding like Oh, the guy that we missed out on of the guys that have head coaching jobs now, and whoever's still available for the Texans job—is there someone you put over Sirianni?
2: No, I I mean it's tough for me to say because I think everyone had some red flags. Um, You know, I'll be honest—I like the guy uh, that the Chargers hired. Uh, Again, I don't know a lot about him, but he seems like a, a, a good guy who who can command the locker room um again with a, a good offensive staff since he's obviously a defensive guy um I, i'm still a little intrigued by joe brady but i do think he could possibly be too young but it's one of those things would you rather be a year early than a year late uh, so he to me was still intriguing um but I, you know i i have no complaints i you know at this point siriani's our coach and i'm all in let's let's see what he can bring to the table
0: lfg Justin, any uh, any buyers or more with Sirianni already? Like uh, Arthur Smith would have been nice. I, I like that angle, and I hear what Robbie's saying about Brady. But in a way, you know, a guy who has twelve years NFL coaching experience, and granted, he doesn't he hasn't called any plays. But Brady only called plays for one year with the Panthers, and yeah, that offense they did some nice stuff. But I, I, I don't know if uh, I, I'm still a bit skeptical. I, I think he needs some seasoning in the league.
1: Justin, is there anyone you're regretting the Eagles didn't get? Uh no, not at this point. Um, I think I'm a hundred percent behind this hire. Um, and I'm ready to see what he can do. Um, I maybe I would have liked to have kicked the tires, at least seen what they thought about uh Dayball in an interview. But other than that, uh I'm I'm very happy with this hire actually.
2: You know, one thing I'm interested in, and I'm going off script here a little bit, but you know, one player in my head who I almost would think this move increases the chance that they could possibly come back is Zach Ertz. Mm. Um, I know his contract situation may make that impossible, but I think Sirianni and the Frank Reich tree, you know, they like that two tight end set. They like the 12 personnel. Um, So you have to wonder, does it, does it make a little more intriguing. Does it make it a little bit more intriguing to try to bring him back? Um, just something I was thinking about. Oh
0: yeah, that certainly could be the case. I mean, I, I was uh, reading some cold stuff and it sounded like they ran a lot of 12 personnel recently, kind of just based off their personnel. Cause they, I guess they lost the, the guy they'd normally be using for that third receiver spot. And so they ended up, you know, they had three tight ends. They kind of did a lot of 12 personnel. That'll be interesting. And I, I don't know, for me, I, I do kind of hope they turn the page. I mean, huge Zach Ertz fan, but I, I think at some point, you know, they're not going to get rid of Howie. Maybe it's just time to to freshen things up, turn the page a little bit and move on from guys like Zach Ertz. I mean, obviously we're going to move on from Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, but It'll, you know, Zach Ertz kind of right in that middle ground. And again, I just didn't see any production from Zach Ertz. And really, it it just felt like the guy didn't want to be here. Justin, where are you at with
1: Ertz? Do you want Ertz back uh, next year? I'm good with moving on from Ertz. I I like what we had with him. I think it was great. Uh, But, you know, I think he was right. He's ready to go. I think we're ready to move on, Uh, turn the page. I know that it sounds like, you know, two tight end sets might work with him, but. I'm not sure what type of money he still wants, how much he believes in himself still, and um, you know, what he could do. So I'm fine with moving on at this point. One guy who I would like to see back, and actually, I was surprised that the Texans interviewed him as for a head coaching spot. Oh yeah. Uh, Josh McCown. I mean, it'd be nice to see if we could make some room for him. Um, obviously not I wouldn't even say as an OC, but maybe as a quarterback's coach, you yeah. know, get him in, see what he could do. Um, but we'll see. I really the
2: think team. the Texans are going to hire enemy. I, I think that's where they're going to go. It, it just seems to me like a a clear move with the parallels between Mahomes and Watson. I think he is going to get the shot, and I it would surprise me if he's not the Texans head coach.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's crazy that the Texans are even considering Josh McCann. I mean, the guy literally has. I mean, aside from his, his son's high school games, he has no coaching experience. I'm fine. giving that guy like a QB coaching job, maybe an OC, but to just give him a head coaching job, that's kind of, that's kind of insane to me. I, I already
2: read an article today uh, online with the headline that like uh, McDaniels interview makes a mockery of the process. Like the fact <laughs> that he even got an interview uh, mm-hmm. or McCown, McCown I'm sorry, yeah. McCown. McCown. Um, you know, makes a mockery. And it was that same point, you know, basically the article said, he may be a a hall of fame coach someday. He may be win the super bowl, but for him to get a head coaching job with zero coaching experience is just so out of the realm of normalcy.
1: This was a guy who was just consulting last year for us. Right. But from like, (laughs) you know, he was, he was like
0: the COVID quarterback.
1: Until he uh, until he left for the Texans practice
0: squad, so maybe maybe they have some inside information because he ended up being their emergency quarterback because he was like technically on the roster. Mm. That's why he he left, but he really he's really had a sweet run of gigs here. He just basically was on the team, but just practiced at his house, and then now he's becoming a head coaching candidate. Uh, you know, God bless him for kind of the. The moves he's making here. But yeah, I mean, even if you're McCown, like, do you really want to be an NFL head coach with no head coaching experience? I, I get it. You're an athlete and you're like, yeah, I, I could I can do this, but really th- you're probably going to end up being a better coach if you work your way up a little bit and, and kind of going full circle here, going back to Sirianni, like the guy has paid his dues. Yes. He hasn't uh, called plays, but I'm not you know, Andy Reid didn't call plays. Doug, they claim called plays, but again, I'm very skeptical. I think that was a little bit of Reid just uh, trying to help his uh, friend out there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he has 12 years of NFL coaching experience. Like that, that matters. He also uh, did some coaching at IUP, your uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Justin, you're Yep. Uh, your yep, yep. <laughs> One up. Wait, he may have been there at the same time
1: have <laughs> actually yeah, you're right. I'm it's probably out the there hanging age. out, probably hung out uh, in the similar cage. Probably had a couple of beers together, you know.
0: Yeah, Sirianni seems like a guy who's uh, you
1: know, But he was him. at a 732 School Street, you yeah. <laughs> know.
0: <laughs> throwing down throwing down some brews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess at this point it's like we just have to hope for the best. I am before we go, any sort of thoughts that you want to see from an OCDC Justin anyone on your list or just a type of offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, you want to see Sirianni go for assuming it's Sirianni and not Howie,
1: you know, uh, I mean, McCown seemed interesting because obviously he's not going to get that head coaching job, but I don't think I'd want to move him up that fast. Like I said, uh, I think quarterback coach possibly could, I would like to see Ken Dorsey, who you brought up earlier, you know, QBs coach uh, of the bills, right? Allen. He's done some decent work there. Um, One thing I thought about that might be interesting, and I think you're seeing, and I know Rob has a lot of faith that the enemy is going to go to the Texans, but I think something that's actually holding him back is Andy. And the fact that nobody quite knows what he does. So wouldn't it be interesting if he said, you know, I need to go somewhere for a year um, show that I can do this on my own and see what could happen, you know? So uh, not that oh, it would ever happen, but it would be interesting if, you know, possibly we could pull him away from there and use him as an OC. I don't have much belief in him being a head coach at this point, but um it would be interesting to see if we could throw him into the mix.
0: Well, yeah. And that's um, the other thing is that uh, the Eagles are kind of getting crap for not being a destination job, but you look at all the people that have come through here as coaches moved on and and succeeded other places. Probably not a great uh, indictment on the way the Eagles have handled it, but you know, uh, Andy Reed went on and, and obviously had a great run in Kansas city, Frank Reich uh, coordinator. Now he's a head coach, even well, chip Kelly. I mean, that's tough, but for the most part, I, I think, I think you come into a big program like a Philadelphia, a huge market. If you're kind of a, a an offensive minded guy that sees yourself potentially being a head coach one day and you're paired up with a young head coach like Sirianni, you know, I, I think you're, there's a chance for you to get a ton of credit. Right. And and I think that's what makes it appealing as a job. Cause if you come in and let's say the Eagles go 10 and six, and whether it's through fixing Carson Wentz or Jalen hurts, a lot of credit is going to be given to the offensive coordinator. Whereas, you know, you kind of nailed it with the enemy and Reed. anything that good that happened to Kansas city. It's just going to be attributed to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Right. So it's hard to get out of his shadow and, and get a head coaching job where, you know, a young head coach like Sirianni, who hasn't proven himself. You know, who's to say you weren't doing the heavy lifting, uh, you know, like the narrative is with uh, Frank Reich and the 2017 Eagles. Exactly. Yep. Robbie, how about you? Any, any OCDC thoughts, you know, no, um,
2: I, I the the guy uh, the DB that I I had read was a possibility was the Colts uh, DB coach Gannon uh, is his name but I, I candidly don't know a lot about him um, I, I got to do a little digging on potential DCs but um, you know I'm not I'm not opposed to an up and comer defensive coordinator uh, someone who's going to mix things up and be different from Schwartz um, you know offensively. I really think we could benefit from the senior guy. I said like an Anthony Lynn or a Caldwell and someone who can be kind of that, uh, you know, rock for Sirianni and and help him get through it. And I think it would go a long way with Wentz to have an offensive coordinator of that kind of stature as well. Who's a more senior guy. He's not going to become his best friend like press Taylor did. Um, You know, so that's what I would like to see. Um, And it'll be interesting to see who they bring in.
0: D'Amico Ryan's he's uh, again, former Eagle Mm -hmm. 49ers linebackers coach. I like that defense. I like that scheme. Now, Robert Sala, the DC just got hired as a, uh, as a head coach. So maybe he stays in San Francisco. Maybe he gets the bump up, but uh, D'Amico Ryan's could be cool. And I think having a former Eagle, former player there would help kind of round out the type of coaches you have. Sirianni never played the game, and it's it's nice to have that balance of like a former player and then like an older, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more of a veteran presence. I wouldn't oh, be. What were you saying, Justin? Sorry, Sean.
1: I was just going to say, uh, what do you guys think about Wade Phillips? I didn't mean to cut you off, though, Sean. No, no. I mean, Wade Phillips uh, is a guy. I I
0: don't think it would work right now because of the scheme. Like he seems really oh yes tied yes, to the agree. scheme, and we don't yeah. have the personnel to switch to his scheme. But a guy like Wade Phillips, like an old school dude, I'd be fine with, uh, I know Raheem Morris. He just got a job. Gus Bradley. He was the uh, chargers DC. He's always kind of, I think he mm-hmm. was pretty solid. He was in the mix back in the day to replace, or uh, when they were looking for a head coach around chips time. So I think they would be kind of high on him. I, you know, there's talk about Matt Burke, the Eagles defensive line, head coach promoting him. Don't like that idea. I, I think we need fresh blood. Um mm-hmm. and D'Amico Ryans, I, I think kind of checks a lot of boxes. I like the I like the 49ers defensive scheme and bringing in a, a former Eagle. I, I don't know. I, I think it'll just help smooth things out in the locker room. And uh do, yeah. Do do any of
2: you want what are your thoughts on Deuce Staley as offensive coordinator?
1: I mean w- I would be thinking you know, you go, Justin. Oh, sorry. I think with uh, with Sirianni being there and just being so young and new, uh, I don't think you're, you're matching them up with the strength. If you keep, if you're throwing deuce in at OC, that's just my take on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, Yeah, I guess, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to the
0: idea. I mean, I wouldn't have been opposed if they went with deuce as the head coach. I just don't see in a world this works. And it was also weird that again, uh, I think Rob, you texted us this, that apparently deuce turned down the OC job when uh, Frank yeah. Reich left uh, because it didn't involve play calling duties, which is kind of insane to me that you would turn down any sort of promotion, regardless of the play call doing play call play calling duties or not. But I, I like the idea of like a former player uh, being in the mix. And I, I think it is nice to carry over maybe one of the position coaches there's a chance we lose Stoutland, uh, you know, the offensive line coach who's really strong. We'll see if he ends up sticking around. Uh, so I like the idea of keeping one of the uh, one of the uh, former coaches uh, onto the new staff. They also that, blocked an interview for Dave Phipp, uh, yeah, as well. Who you know, I think he's had some better years. Past couple of years, special teams hasn't been amazing. But that that's interesting because it probably means one of the guys that they liked either Deuce. Uh, McDaniels or Sirianni, you know, basically indicated that they'd want to keep FIP on because FIP is still under contract. So it'd be interesting to see if they keep him. I mean, also it's special teams who gives a shit, but we need it. We need to start making easier field goals and extra points. I that's that's top of my list. So if FIP can't figure that out, you know, throw him, throw him out in the cold with Doug P
1: I believe I did see that uh Statlin was possibly gonna go back to Alabama, but that position has since been filled. So yeah. I think there's a good chance he sticks back with us, which would be nice. Um, he, he was a he was a nice little spark this season, actually.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, kudos to him. The all those crazy offensive line injuries, and we still kind of had a somewhat passable offensive line at the end. And I mean, that guy deserves, you know, to be paid all the money just for turning Jordan Mailata into a, into a legit starting left tackle. That alone, I, I think earns him a, uh, a ton of praise. All right. Well, it is the off season. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll do another podcast. Once we, some staff reactions to the coaching staff, possibly when's trade still hanging around draft right around the corners, OTAs, mini camp. We got it all here on the diehard Eagles podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our feed on apple podcast, Spotify, just put in the old diehard Eagles podcast. Can't miss us for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Robbie for Justin go birds, go birds, go birds.